0: Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. So you ask yourself every time, when you're confused about something, does it save lives? Yes or no? If it does, keep going. If it doesn't, stop! Hey folks, this is Kako Tirona. And this is Gina Rafino.
1: You are listening to Talk of the Town. Welcome to another episode of Torque of the Town. (laughs) Today, Gino and I are joined by a guest who is, well, there are many ways to describe him. I like to say that he is one of the largest advocates for road safety, which is perfect because of the topic that we're going to be discussing today, which is the child seat law. Now, to introduce him, he does have his own show called Tito O'Clock. He has been compared to be as the local George Clooney and has been (laughs) voted not once, but twice as TILF of the year. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the one, uh, the only, Mr. James Deccan.
0: Deccan uh, with, without an S. Thank you very much uh for not making me a plural today. Hi guys, welcome. Uh wait, no.
1: No, you, this is our show.
0: Sorry, it's habit, habit.
1: You do have a show though, right? You and have, I have the same
0: machine, So I'm sitting next to the same exact same machine so I use. So it feels use. like home, really. It does feel like home except for you. You're the you're that <laughs> th- reminder th- that <laughs> I'm not home. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Just to bring it back a little bit, uh, James and I have known each other for quite some time. Probably Gino's long Known James a little bit longer, if I'm not mistaken. I've known James since maybe about 09, 2010. I like him
0: more than you. Oh, yeah. wow, Everybody dude! Does. You yeah. say that off Everybody air, does.
1: not on air. There it's are not, certain things that you
0: say
2: and, and James and I have battled on the racetrack. So yes. Battled on so the, the racetrack. He
0: likes me more than you. It says a lot. Exactly,
1: and I only used to see him only four four <laughs> hours a day, and that, I
0: guess that speaks a lot. So but th- yes, we do go back a super duper long way um, back in the days of when it was C
1: Magazine, C Magazine. Ooh. Prior to that, even uh, about oh uh, no, yeah, even before that,
0: radio, radio.
1: We yeah. were on Light for you quite guys some radio time. Together?
0: We did a show together, um, called Counterflow. Counterflow, that's right. Yeah, actually, yeah, band. Wow, blast from the past. That's like an O five or 07. Oh, five.
1: Five, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah.
0: Anyway, it's been a while. <laughs> I don't know if anyone wants to go to memory lane with us. <laughs> no, probably not. People are I'm thinking, just so what? get about on this with just this. going, how's this relevant to my life? Absolutely not. I'm just wondering, you know? <laughs> We're just wasting time. Tune a little in for the child time. seat safety law.
1: <laughs> the thing is, though, uh, we could waste time on this program. We could talk about memories and God knows what for an entire hour because having James on board as a guest is actually going to be a lot of fun. But we got to get into it. We got to mm-hmm. get to it immediately. James is here for. One very good reason, which is we're going to talk about the child seed law, something that, in fact, Gino and James have bantered about on social media on James's uh, Instagram page. And uh, let's get down to it, basically, James. And uh, we're, we asked you here because you yourself have spoken to the author mm-hmm. of this law. Uh, JV himself mm-hmm. and well we wanted to get down to the nitty gritty of it the first thing that people are going to complain about which is it's a child seat law it says that anyone that is 14 years old 12 12, 12, 12 sorry yeah. 12 years old or and below, or my well I'll get to that <laughs> just I'm warming up to it, dude. All Diesel right, engine, right, okay. okay? Diesel all engine. Right, right. So basically 12 years and below, or uh, is it 411? Four 411. Eleven? Four yeah. Now, I, being a sticker of the law, made sure that I was below that height when I was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. I made sure in preparation for today, these laws today. So I made sure that I was below the height. But today we have kids. In fact, your children are way past that height at, mm. at a much younger age. Yeah. Let's address that first. Let's address the fact that there are children out there that could be nine, 10 years old, and they're five feet, five inches, maybe even five, seven, and they weigh a buck 50 already. Okay. How do you explain to your average Joe that, or, or to the people that want to enforce it, that this particular child need not be inside on a child seat?
0: Uh, the great way to start, because I think before anything, we got to look at the spirit of the law and the objective sure. of the law. Okay. And this is what's often missed. Everyone gets down into the details and uh, how do we catch them and all that. It's not about that. That's not what the law was intended for. It's intended to save lives, mm-hmm. not to make money, not for revenue raising, mm-hmm. not for papogi points. It's strictly to save lives. So if you all come from that angle and that same page, Then it's easier to understand these things like, okay, what about a 12 year old that's five foot five or five foot six? Like you mentioned, my kids, they tower over me now. And Mm -hmm. I think this is the case for everybody better nutrition, cleaner water, whatever it is that is making us grow bigger than every generation by leaps and bounds now. That's why it's important to understand the spirit. If the kid is over 411, he no longer he or she no longer needs to sit in a booster seat because mm-hmm. they are already well within the design of the 3-point seat belt, which is for me the greatest invention of safety in the automobile pound for pound. Next to the brake pedal, of course. I think that Well, one, who
1: needs a brake pedal? <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> given the choice i picked pick that first. <laughs> After that seat belt. So yeah, so coming from there, you can already see common sense will dictate That it's really 411 is they just need some kind of figure that they can actually refer to. Mm -hmm. And then after that, all right, it's he say he or she is safer in the three point seat belt. So that's where I would start with. I think it was called out properly. I think they, when they came out with this, the LTO director made this very loose comment, uh, very irresponsible comment. He said he said it in jest, but, you know, the internet doesn't understand jest. There's no font for sarcasm. Um, you got no, you, really? No, especially when you're doing public service stuff. Yeah. I've learned the hard way. <laughs> just, just stick to the facts, madam Don't put any color to it because somebody's going to misinterpret it. You're trying to do one One rule for all. And uh, that rule is just basically put your children in the proper harnesses to be able to travel safely.
1: Now, proper harnesses, I understand it would be the same way as, let's say, for example, a proper helmet. None of these hard hats are going on a motorcycle with a hard hat, you know, a proper helmet to protect the rider. In the same way, the proper harness and also for for children uh, in the backseat. Here's the thing, though. What would dictate a proper child seat? I mean, if Mang Tomas, who is uh, at the corner of uh, Tomas something and whatnot, what if he decides to create a child seat that says, oh, puede na to, I used my tanchometer to make it correct. <laughs>
0: Well, there are global safety standards, of course. So you every they're they're controlled by a a safety council. You will see different uh, ratings for car seats to make sure that they are part of the uh, ISOFIX or the the ICC or the. They have different ratings for different countries, right? We are already establishing through DTI a standardized what is acceptable or not. So once they put that safety rating on, I'm not exactly sure what the the Philippine one is, but we will have a standard. It has to meet that standard. If Monk Tomas wants to make one, that's totally cool. For baby Tomas, no problem at all. Just make sure that it fits within this safety standard, which will be dictated by international safety standards because we don't have a manufacturing uh, process here yet for, or at least uh, ISO certified process for that. Yeah. Look, I want to go back to
2: the misinterpretation of, of this thing, because that's when we really saw the reaction on, on social media, mm-hmm. right? Uh, when the 411 thing, the, the 12-year-old thing, more than anything, the 12-year-old yeah. uh, limit or the 12-year-old rule, I should say. And mm-hmm. then they had to clarify it's 411. Mm-hmm. But we've seen this time and time again with the LTO, with the DOTR. I mean, they, it's kind of like there's a misinterpretation of the law, even though it's good. Right? It's meant. It's yeah. meant for. It's meant for good. Whether it's this or whatever laws have come up before that have been misinterpreted, and all of a sudden the way it's implemented is wrong, and then people go crazy about it.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. As a as a motoring figure in the Philippines, James, how do you think it's your part of your duty to help explain yeah. uh, what
0: exactly this law is supposed to be? I do. Thank, th- thanks for bringing that up because we have a tendency to just jump on things, right? Sure. Uh, not just. I'm not saying Philippines, this is human nature, right? Mm-hmm. And what tends to happen is you tend to throw out the baby with the bathwater, so to speak. Mm-hmm. There is something good there, but because it was wrongly applied, it was poorly rolled out, we jump on the whole thing and hate on it yeah. when, hey, hey, relax. This is a good law. We need it. Mm. The timing stinks, I get it, Mm -hmm. but let's not paint it all with the same brush. And that's what we tend to do. That's why I'm glad that you asked the question because we have to kind of make this himai a little bit and say, all right, just because it was poorly rolled out, just because somebody was very insensitive about the way they made comments about, oh, well, just buy a bigger car if he's taller than (laughs) 4'11", it doesn't mean to say that we should hate on the the law itself. The law itself is good, it will save lives. Where they screwed it up was rollout, implementation, communication. Okay, can we isolate and address that? That's why I feel a self-imposed responsibility to do this. I'm not paid by anybody. I don't have a, a platform, so to speak, or an official platform. I just have seen with my own very eyes the impact of road safety. My brother had this Lifeline ambulance for 25 years. You see firsthand the effect of road safety. Mm-hmm. And if you ever went along on an ambulance ride, uh, like I've done, I've driven an ambulance, I've ridden along with them. When you see the effect that it has, you you will dedicate part of your life Mm-hmm. to making sure that message gets out because you realize once it's too late when it's not necessary when you have to go and see what happens when you go to the hospital and the family arrive and I've seen that my hair is standing now when I mm-hmm. when I say it <clears> because you would do anything to be able to take one or two seconds back of your life to just change things that's where I'm coming from it's like now it's the one or two seconds yeah. if I could just get this point across to even just one or two people because I know that it it, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything until you're in that situation. But yeah. there are some people, even if one or two, just go, you know what? Yeah, he's right. Let's just invest in the proper car seat, proper helmet, proper this, proper wear our seat belts. You say one or two lives, it was all worth it. I'll be god. <laughs> Can we go back to the intro? That was funnier. <laughs> but there's nothing, you know, it's, here's the thing about road safety. Um, I, I chose a pretty, one of the most unsexy advocacies you could, you could have, right? Uh, it's hard to dress this up it's it's yeah. boring it, it it's ampalaya it's it's really just you got to put a lot of seasoning on it understood but yeah. that's that's i don't mind if, if that's what i'll do a tiktok over it i'll i'll sell my soul for it because it's still a very good it's something we have got to really improve in this country we look at covid we see the numbers of covid that's nowhere near the numbers of road safety accidents that we have out there mm-hmm. all the uh, attentions on covid but yet you still see people on the road glaringly just glaringly doing something far more, exposing themselves far more than COVID. Wearing their helmets on their elbows, you know, yeah. having yeah. babies sitting on their yaya's lap while they're on the NLX doing one hundred and ten. Yeah, I and mean, what the hell? I mean, if you if you ever saw or just do this, if you could just do an experiment and hold a, ba- a bowling ball, grab a bowling ball, whether they nine pounds, eleven pound yeah. bowling ball, just hold that bowling ball, and then just. Have the driver slam on the brakes. Yeah. Just try. That's slamming on the brakes. That's not hitting an object. Huh? Mm. Once you hit an object, that's- you see the weight of that thing, the G-force is exerted, no matter how strong you are, that baby goes through the windshield. And that's why you have got to make sure that everybody in the car is restrained. Another misconception uh, about seatbelts and child safety as well. A lot of people think, and hey, I mean, if I don't... if I'm not concerned about. It, neither should you be because no. it's my life. I know of people like this. They're they're even friends of ours, Gino. I won't call them out, of course. But <laughs> I, I know who they are. <laughs> yeah, we're like I'm not going to wear a seatbelt.
1: I don't know who they are. Call <laughs> like, them
0: out. No, no, no. Well, I you know, know who. Well, I think they know who they are, and it, it won't change the message. Is a guy or girl. It's Tall, a girl? Tall,
1: short. Oh, okay. Um,
0: <laughs> okay. Loves to speed. Loves to mm-hmm. go on these uh, you know high speed runs, etc. And famously says, "I don't wear a seatbelt because." If I have an accident, I'd rather go quickly rather than be disfigured. I know, children, if you're listening to this, not, I'm not endorsing this. I'm using this as an example. And the example is, when you are in a car unbelted, you become a very big danger to everybody else in the car because mm-hmm. you start getting thrown around.
1: You're basically this, a projectile.
0: Yes, and if you see an accident in the car, you are banging into every single person in that car. Yep. Those guys wore their seatbelt, you didn't. You know, It's not about you. It's like the mask. Yeah, you're protecting your, you're protecting others from you. Correct. That's the same thing. Think of a seatbelt like the mask. Wow, I just made that up. Can I coin that? Can you? you, you go ahead. Can we tag that?
1: DM fourteen oh
0: three. Okay, yeah. That's DM.
1: There are other people out <laughs> there. That's good, Yeah. There are other people out there.
0: Appreciation Society of the Philippines.
1: <laughs> there are people out there that I, I don't I don't immediately know if they have uh, major concerns about the child seat law. The one thing that they're saying is that you know we understand that you're doing this so that it protects the children on the uh, inside the automobile. But how can you come up with a law? that it you must purchase car seats, boosters, and whatnot to protect the children inside the automobile if, in fact, the government can't even make sure that the simple roads are actually safe to drive on. They, and, and they would, they will argue, I'm not saying mm. there are a lot of them, but there are people that will argue that the only reason why you can become a projectile inside the road is if you're driving on EDZ at 40 kilometers per hour and then you hit a pothole. How can you expect people... To uh, govern themselves inside an automobile by putting in a child seat, if the government itself cannot produce
0: proper roads, fair point, fair point. I, I don't like to get caught up in those types of arguments because it's always oh, but yeah, Mm-mm. yung bus muna, mo it'll oh, eh, never, it never ends. Eh. Mm-hmm. And then the bus will point to the jeep. Eh, yeah, oh, mo, nagtatambay And then before you know, you're like ah, <laughs> it's got to start somewhere. Yeah. yeah, so I agree. And it makes perfect sense what you're saying, but yeah, we got to kick it off somewhere. So it's like, okay, let's fix this. And then once this is implemented, let's, good point. Let's get to the roads because no point having that. You're only as strong as your weakest link, right? Yeah. So let's buckle up, but then let's fix the potholes too, so we don't know. Now look, we've got fixed potholes and a child Child safety law. And now we're all happy. Yeah, it's the government does have a big role to play here, but I think if we get this into a mindset, we will achieve great things. It's not about the law per se. It's about the mindset. That's why when we started, it was about the objective and the spirit of the law. If we all understand what we're doing, not just with the child seat safety law, but with road safety in general, we will get it. We will get it. I mean, like you see motorcycle helmets here. I'm just staring at Gino's helmet. It keeps bringing me back that point. It's, you see the difference now with how many of the motorcyclists in a certain uh, class of motorcycle they're wearing it for compliance only, Yes, right? mm-hmm. true. And you can tell these guys off a million miles, a uh, a mile away, correct? Because yes. they either are not strapping it on, they're protecting their hair, they're protecting their wallet, the wallet. Yeah, they
1: protecting their wallet, they're protecting their wallet.
0: That's all they're protecting, yeah. and their license. So they obviously don't understand the communication and the messaging is not getting through that this is for your safety. It's for your mahuhulika. Mm-hmm. You don't. That's not a good reason. Mm-hmm. It's not, not like the ADDA. Mm-hmm. You know the anti-distracted driving. Mm-hmm. It's not about getting caught. It's about not being distracted, not being an idiot on the road. Yes, and this is why I get so I get so upset when I see these laws passed out hurriedly, and then everybody jumping on it, trying to either kind of claim credit, get a little bit of limelight. You know, they're not authorized to speak. Like it muddles it up and it ruins it for everybody. Yeah. You know, you should when you have something like this. Information campaigns, we're in media. We we know what it takes to get an information campaign out. And that's just for our tiny little brands. When you have a national law, you need to invest heavily in a communication strategy so that people understand what you're doing. You're not going to get support if they don't understand. And this is where we always fall short. I really don't understand why they don't talk to people like us because <laughs> we talk about them right after the law comes. Yeah, like, They true. know this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> clockwork. So why not just just you know adjust your clock a little bit, talk to us before, and then you've got a friend later on when it comes to communicating your yeah. idea. Yeah. But when you roll out like, ah, it's almost like I don't want to talk to the media because I don't want them to claim it as their idea. I want this to all be my idea. I
1: guess your point is it doesn't matter who claims it as their idea idea, so long as it does its job properly.
0: Again, back to objective and spirit. It's not about an individual person or a platform or a money-making thing or running for Senate or Congress. No, it's about saving lives. So if we understand that, everything else flows. All the energy that we put into this goes in the correct direction, which is to save lives. It's as simple as that. So you ask yourself every time, when you're confused about something, does it save lives? Yes or no? If it does, keep going. If it doesn't, stop. That's why we need to always start with why. All companies start with why. We have our mission and vision statements. Mm -hmm. This is what gets us up in the morning. This is what we remember. So we always start with why, right? Why am I doing this again? Oh, yeah, that's right. So the same with the law. But when your why is screwed up, yeah, everything else is everything else as follows. And this is where it always gets messed up.
1: We're going to get back to the why once again. We're going to take a quick break. Be right
2: back with Mr. James Deegan. Before we continue with this episode, I want to remind everybody out there that we are in the new normal. And in this new normal, it might be a little bit difficult to take public transportation. So what is the best way to get around from point A to point B to go to work, to go visit your loved ones socially distanced well that is taking a motorbike and if you want to learn more about bikes if you want to learn more about what best bike suits your lifestyle well you can check out motodeal.com.ph we got every single brand there all the different types of models whatever suits your budget and your lifestyle check out motodeal.com.ph cars are better nope bikes are
1: So we're back with James Deacon, road safety advocate, um, Guapo Extraordinaire. You like those interests? It wasn't so hard. It wasn't so hard. (laughs) No. So uh, we were talking about the whys of um, road safety, starting off with um, the child seat law and brings me to this one I don't know. It's kind of an off question. The recently conducted uh, motor vehicle inspection centers would they uh, check on, let's say, for example, if you have a car seat if you're carrying children inside your car? Would that be part of their program?
0: Um, they're not. That's a, a really good question. Actually, I haven't been through the whole all their points that they check on mm-hmm. 70, point, seventy points. Seventy yeah. points. You yeah. would imagine that would be there, but then not everyone has a child. You or can't police child her. seat. Also, I think it should be something that should be fitted by the either manufacturer. It, I don't think it should be an LTO thing. I think mm. the, the the people who sell the seats should be qualified to put them in properly. Mm. And I really think that there should be some kind of a certification Check. or some kind of process to just make sure that they're installed properly. Because, again... No point having a great child seat if it's not also buckled in properly. True, and a lot of people don't do that. They they yeah. cut corners with that. I've seen it where they're just they put the child seat there and the child seat itself is not actually yeah it's just a booster of some sort yeah oh man that's another that's two projectiles now <laughs>
1: you know you got i don't want to go off topic too much but yeah with the mvis or c depends on mm-hmm. what it is uh now that it's not operational you telling me that the lto should be the one to check on no these no no. Things? i
0: don't believe the lto should be the one to check no, okay. on okay only because again it's about in theory, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't the land transportation office uh, be the, the one, the arbiter here or the regulator? But I think it just comes down to core competence. If you already have people who do this properly as their, their business... Stick with that in the lung. i mean yeah. if you if you go to a reputable car seat brand mm-hmm. that is has all the certifications, it's also in their best interest to make sure you're using it properly. So maybe while we're suspended with this child seat safety law, we also make sure that we have accredited centers that are that do not charge for this, by the way. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't charge for it. If you buy the seat, the, it should come free with being installed properly. No, that, that should not be optional. And then just make sure that you know we have a certain standard so that the people who are installing the car seats understand. And I think when you put the incentives that way, I think it's more natural and organic because the private sector who sell the seat have more incentive to make sure that each one is is fitted properly because it's their brand that's at stake. I yeah. mean, if you got forbid something happens and you're in a X, Y, Z brand of car seat and it failed... Yeah, that's the last thing you want right? see that's
1: I think might be the scary part also because if let's say for example a uh, a private seller distributor of child seats were to let's say for example be given the go ahead to say that the government would say okay buy it from this particular person they know it they might get suspended in the same way that the MVIS and the MVICs are, uh, got suspended recently too right
0: well not if they're charging if they're not charging there's no reason to yeah. the reason the MVIS was suspended well, again like the child safety law was timing mm-hmm. and of of Course uh, communication mm-hmm. and then the costing. it wasn't transparent enough, you know. It, they didn't communicate this well, mm-hmm. so people are naturally hesitant because we've been burned so many times. You cannot blame the Filipino motorists, they ah. have been burned so many times extra yeah. crispy, <laughs> double fried, bug <laughs> yeah. net, <Bagnet. Yeah>. <laughs> you know. We, right. we really, I mean, we, we we're at the end of our rope already, yeah. so this is why let's reset. Let's understand what we're trying to do, and then let's create a strategy for it in the same way that I when I decided that this was my going to be my advocacy and I was going to dedicate a large portion of my voice to this, I had to understand, okay, what am I really trying to achieve here, and what's the what's the path of least resistance? Be honest with your audience. I mean, as don't pretend it's a sexy topic. You know, understand that it's not. Then you can yeah, yeah. you can season it. You can do what you want to still get that same message across using humor, using um, cringe, using whatever mm. tools that you may have mm. on social media just to get that same message across. You know the MVIC,
2: the child uh, sa- seat safety law, the anti-distracting, law, all these all these things. As I mentioned a while ago, they're all great laws. Yeah, mm. in theory. Mm. They've all been suspended. Yeah. So, because of because of the communication, because of the way it is implemented, because of the miscommunication with, I guess the people who implemented the people who are making hule, the the timing of the whole thing. So, what if there is another law that is passed that in theory is a good law, but because we've seen we've seen it already before, these things can be suspended despite how good it is, but because of the implementation, because of the timing, because of the other factors. It's, it's not received well, yeah. and it will be suspended. So what are the chances of that happening again with another law that will be passed in
0: the future? At the moment, extremely high. And yeah, I yeah. think we share the same concern and worry, is credibility mm-hmm. with the agency. Because after you get undermined three, four times in a row that yeah. we know of just in recent times, um, motorcycle barriers, mm-hmm. um, ADDA, this child seat safety law, MVIAC. So what does that do to the credibility of the agency? You're, you're, you almost become like, yeah, it's very difficult now to come out with something. And this is why I'm very noisy about let's separate it because we really do need these laws. And when the power transfer happens, when I agree with giving the power to the people, people should have a voice, and this yeah. is what I try to do, articulate concerns. But there's a tipping point there. Mob rule, right? Mm -hmm. When you tip over a certain point, when they think, wow, we can bully these agencies. Mm -hmm. I don't want that either. That's the other extreme. When the pendulum swings that far, you've got bigger problems too, because every law is going to be a problem for somebody, right? Mm. And I even was interviewed by a mainstream channel, and um, I had to correct a couple of times the, the host, because it was going down that avenue of, but isn't it about the cost? I mean, it's it's too expensive. It's too expensive. So wait, wait, wait. If you're, this shouldn't be the the talking point. If you're buying a car, you should be able to buy a car seat because we have to. It's up to the government to create a minimum barrier of entry of safety. True. If you start making that optional, you're you're in for a very very slippery slope. In the same way that when we have pilots and stuff, we dictate the safety standard of x amount of years of schooling, whatever. I look at it as could be a weapon of mass destruction in the wrong hands. Yeah. Mm, you can yeah. kill 10 yeah. people, 12 people, 15, 20, 30. Easily. Easily. Yeah. So we need to dictate the safety standards. It shouldn't be optional. And that's why we need to find a balance between being fair, giving the public their say, but having the agencies be firm. Mm. And this is why they should get really, internally now, if, I, if anyone who's listening within the government, regroup, and you create a spokesperson, just one spokesperson that speaks for all of these types of things and make sure that person is really well briefed, can answer questions, understands what they're doing. Do not just let any media interview anybody because that's what we do. I mean, we, we also are part to blame, not necessarily those in this room, but as a, as a group, we tend to be like, because of the way we've structured news and the way we packaged it, everyone wants to be first. So there's an issue. I guarantee you, it's like when child seat safety law announced today, I get 300 phone calls. Yeah. You know, hey, can we interview? Can we interview? And look, I'm all for it. I love being interviewed about these things. But the thing is, I can tell when it's just like, look, I got to, I got to make a deadline. I have an all. This is the hot topic. I don't really care what's, what's going on. I just need to file my report. What I'm getting at here is they'll take anybody sometimes. Just to have a face and a talking head. And a and Harry. We are no shortage of people who are KSP out there. I'm not. Hmm. I'm not trying to throw shade at anybody. Huh? This is not designed to any one person. I'm just saying as a pattern, we tend to media come out. We need to get this issue out. There's not. There's so many media's calling the same person that eventually that same person can't do everything. So they just call everybody else, and everyone wants to speak on TV, and the message just gets more and more muddled. Yeah. yeah. The messaging gets actually completely perverted and before you know it you're back to square one so please whether it's mvic whether it's child seat whether it's adda let's just regroup and create a one communication source and point and that's it yeah and that person's gotta be really really know their stuff would you be willing to be that person i'd actually be willing to be that person to be honest yeah. communication wise because i don't want any government position at all zero i yeah. really do not want that because. I feel that the, I can do more from outside, sure. but I would be happily, if, it, if that's what it took, to get the message out. But please, I'm not going to come in and communicate bad ideas, all right? Yeah. So I'd have to come in and say, before we roll this out publicly, what are we trying to do? What are we trying to achieve? And we'll do what we were talking about, Kanina, objective, spirit of the law. All right then you assign, okay, if it's me speaking, I'll speak, Whether I'll understand everything so that when you're being asked, you understand where you're coming from rather than just memorizing answers and I'll mm-hmm. get back to you. And
2: yeah. Things getting muddled, it's like the people who talk about it in the past have, it's, it's almost like they don't understand it fully and they just they regurgitate whatever they see or whatever they read, yeah. whatever they're told without fully understanding what is going on and why these things exist and why these things are being passed and that that's where I think the problem really is, and I think there really could be a good use of somebody who who like James would be able to understand it and able to disseminate to everybody else what this law are, is supposed to be doing the truth
1: is it it can also be some people out there that w- they muddle it simply because they're they're trying to buy time as well yeah, but, then, f-
2: but the fact that you're 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 speaking in jest of something that's being put out there just is new to people. Yeah, it's that's very it's irresponsible True, it's
1: very yeah. irresponsible. It's I guess, as irresponsible as spreading fake news and what it is. Yeah. yeah
0: it right? is. And also, why reason brought us up as media as a group is that we have a big role here because sometimes, you know, when, they, when the story gets traction, just makes a kind
1: and
0: you're doing more damage than good and you know it. I mean, like, it's so easy to pile on the hate and jump on an issue, Mm -hmm. like motorcycle barriers, etc. There was not one person, sane person, that I knew of, that agreed with putting that motorcycle barrier. But when you get into that frenzy, it, it does more damage than good. Because we'll rarely just stick to that one issue. And that's where we tend to, like, uh, we attack the whole agency, we attack the whole laws, and then we, we disrespect road safety in yeah, general because yeah. you say, oh, it's being handled by a bunch of people who don't know what they're talking about and stuff like that. And
2: it's, then we take
0: several steps back. You know how hard it is to, 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 to gain one point in this type of topic? Yeah, it's takes it's, You bleed for every single step you take. You yeah. bleed. And then so for it to go back, mm. oh, man, it really hurts. It really hurts. Do you think if we
2: were not in a pandemic and the timing would not be as bad as it is for the reason why this this has, yeah. you know, some of the things have been suspended. Do you think these w- laws would still be in
0: effect? I think we'd have a far better chance. Because I don't think the pandemic is the only thing, but it's a far better chance. I would even probably say 50% of it is the timing and the pandemic. Yeah. And I agree with that because on one hand, you're telling kids you can't go to school, you can't go to the malls, stay at home. So why are we introducing a child seat safety law for mobility now? Very conflicting messages. Mm-hmm. So can we put that to a side? And then let's, um, yeah, it, it's, it's such a tricky topic. It's really, really, it really tricky. tricky. So we have to be very, n- there's going to be resistance all the time. Yeah. Anytime you're asking people to part with their money. It's when it's an unsexy thing. Look, like, it's no trouble on, uh, what's it, Shopee 13 or whatever, <laughs> any of those things people park with them, the shop and take my money, right?
2: Add the cart. Yeah, add
0: the cart. <laughs> it's an impulsive thing. But when you're asking them to buy things that are what we call grudge purchases, yeah. right? Yeah. And child seats are grudge purchases, even though we love our children. It's, it doesn't. Hey. Eh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's the kind of thing that, like batteries, oil, tires, yeah. you know, people don't. So th- we have to really make sure they understand what we're doing and that that this is for everybody's safety. And if you think that it's expensive, it is. Yeah, of course. But they started about 3000 I wouldn't necessarily recommend that, but as long as it's one that's certified, that's fine. But if you think that's expensive, well, so were brakes. <laughs> I mean, when they first came out, brakes are expensive. Mm-hmm. Everything else in your car is expensive, but you need it and you got used to it. Yeah. This is something else you you got used to.
1: The most expensive would probably be a trip to the hospital.
0: Then there's a trip to the hospital. Then the morgue. Then let's talk about the price of stuff. Yeah. The morgue. But how about the the families? Because in the Philippines, it's
2: very common to have families with like five kids, Mm -hmm. four kids. 17. (laughs) And what do you do when a lot of them are under 4'11"? Or under twelve years old.
1: Are you talking yeah. about my family? Is that what's happening? <laughs>
0: <here>? <laughs> so do you so have a personal so assignments? Like dude, like I'm five? sitting right do you here. Have like
2: four car seats in, in your car? I mean, how I,
0: that's technically, think, yes. Right? That's that's gonna be an issue as well. Technically though, yes. And I, I, I know this could come across as insensitive, but if if you if you brought children in, yeah, they to this world, right? You have yeah. a responsibility yeah. to you them. You have a responsibility. Sure. It's like, well I have four kids, do they all have to eat? <laughs> no, just pick the one that you really yeah, like, no, and the course, other one yeah. can go to college. So <laughs> that's it. it. It, it, I hate to say because I understand what what you're saying is a very valid point. Yeah. There's there's people with there are more pressing needs that, mm-hmm. but then again, it is the price of safe mobility. And yep. if we make one exception, we make all exceptions. And that's another thing that I have an, a problem with, and I think we all had a problem with, including Senator Jv, who is the author. When I asked former senator, when I asked him about it, one of the things he had he took great issue with is, and I took great issue with, why are we introducing this first for the private, and then the public, yeah. which is a vast majority of people traveling on the public uh, mm-hmm. transportation, they don't it take a year before they will come up with a recommendation for that, so maybe they can use this time to come up with recommendations now it is a, trip, a very tricky problem because you can't just pattern it strictly after the US or any yeah, other first world country yeah. which is normally how we like to pattern laws and there's nothing really wrong with it yeah. it's not plagiarism in fact other countries encouraged. encourage it yeah. yeah it's 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 best practice right mm-hmm. but when you copy directly yes we are in a completely different demographic we have to make some adjustments but those adjustments I would think that in Australia they would have like even back when I was there 20 years ago you would call up a taxi and you would specifically ask for one with a car seat. Yeah. So car taxi companies fleet companies would have be mandated by law back then to have a minimum amount of percentage of their fleet who would have child safety mm-hmm. or child seats. Yeah. Precisely for that reason. So maybe this is the the compromise for some that you know we can get in order to have a franchise of a TNVS or something like that, or a taxi, you must have, let's say, I don't know the figure, 15% of your fleet. I'm just throwing out random numbers Yeah, I get um, you. of your fleet has to have child, child seat. seats in it mm-hmm. so that when somebody calls, they can say child safety. And I would even go as far as PWDs. Yeah. And if we want to go slightly off topic, this is what broke my heart with the Uber drama before is because before Uber got kicked out of or left, I was talking to Uber about this idea of, as part of this accreditation, if, if we could kill two birds with one stone, if the government allowed them to operate, they were willing to dedicate 20% of their fleet to PWDs. Mm. Meaning they would charge the same, exactly the same, no, no extra cost. And that would solve, imagine the PWD mobility issues. Yeah. We could have solved. But then, of course, we all know what happened with Uber. So we could still mandate these things, give incentives, you know trade offs things so you have grab and and any other TNBS and say all right we are incorporating a child safety law we want you to become partners in this let's get 20% of your fleet uh, converted or make sure 20% of your drivers have this and this is what we will do in return you can work it out there's plenty of of give and take there that you can make a deal with government and yeah, this yeah. to be able to create a better and safer environment for everybody grab would be willing to do it because uber was willing to do it with PWD and it wasn't necessarily from the goodness of their heart because we're one wonder- no it was they saw the value in it correct and they saw also how they could offset it with certain things and that's how you, that's how you get things done all right we're gonna be taking a quick break
2: more with James Deccan when talk of the town returns.
1: us <laughs> <laughs> Before we continue on with this episode, I'd like to remind everybody to check out autodeal.com.ph. We're not just all about reviews, but we also do car sales, believe it or not. Whether it's brand new or secondhand, we have them on our website. And the beauty about it is, is that when you go to autodeal.com.ph, we connect you to the dealer that is closest to you, whether you live in Luzon, Visayas, or Mindanao. Plus, you will always get the best deal with autodeal.com. Com.ph, so do come check it out.
2: Welcome back to Torque of the Town. We have been discussing the uh, road safety uh, issues and laws and the confusion that is going on in this world. <laughs> <laughs> many, many confusion. With with James Deccans. Deckens. <laughs> Dickens. Dickens.
1: <laughs> so we uh, touched briefly about the child seat law. Yeah, We also got into, we understand from James that it was the timing that a lot of people are upset about the cost, the mm-hmm. non-clarity. We also got into to a little bit of the um, MVIC or S depending on what it is. And then there's, uh, I guess the last thing that we wanted to ask you about. Uh, the bus lane, mm. it's now been moved from the right-hand most lane or the two right-hand most lane, and is now in the center. Mm-hmm. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but there have been many a time mm. that you've posted just uh, on Facebook, as everybody follows you on Facebook, that this was actually a possibility, a great possibility, keeping the bus lane to the left. Uh, if not the bus lane to the left, um, somebody proposed that perhaps there'd be a sort of like a second uh, w- if not a walkway then a, then a pathway mm. on top of EDSA that would be let's say for example for pedestrians and mm. uh, people and cyclists as well but uh, I guess your thoughts on, on the safety of moving the bus lane to the left hand side instead of keeping it on the right hand side
0: again in theory wonderful idea wonderful mm-hmm. you've seen this in places like Brazil and China where it goes into the center lane it's a BRT system and it just becomes an unimpeded trackway and that's the value of it is is creating this segregated road that has it's unimpeded and that way you can really rely on time and you can you can program it properly because you know you're you've reduced the external factors yeah the problem happened when now this is unofficial right but uh I was having an off the record discussion with one of the executive officials. You, sure? you
1: do realize we're on
0: air, right? Yeah, but that's why I'm not saying it. it's, it's unofficial because <laughs> okay. it was. And basically, they gave, they were, the project was worth 40 billion or was the figure thrown out. Again, yeah. these are not official figures, right? But um, then later on, they're like, okay, great. That's the BRT system, 40 billion, where here's 20 million and do the same thing. It, it doesn't work, yeah. right? The same way. You, you, so what happened was we kind of did it Hilau. And we're seeing the effects of that now. When you come down the segregated busway, it's great if you're on the bus, right? And I agree with that. You have to prioritize the public because it's less people, more people in less vehicles It's the formula. But what happened was we have engineering conflicts within EDSA that don't allow us to create this. Particular thing we're trying to create. Yeah. You need to solve those engineering conflicts. Like, like a
1: flyover that starts on the left, going exactly. to the
0: left. Exactly. So once you have that and you have to break out, well Anna it it is not unimpeded anymore it is Correct. not segregated anymore if a railway if a if a train had to go through and uh, give way to the cars at some point it's no longer mm-hmm. a railway it'd be basically san francisco street it'll be a tram yeah. yeah it'll be a tram exactly and even trams have the right of way like in melbourne and stuff you have that crazy situation where you have to go to the furthest left to turn right <laughs> do you know that it's one of the most bizarre things if you're a driver even in Australia, if you've driven all your life in Australia, you get to Melbourne and you got to take your furthest left lane to turn right, right. because of the tram. Yeah. Uh, but they have they have a system for that. Here we don't. <laughs> yeah. It's like it gets but to I the point know. where you, you're if you're coming you're headed southbound on Edsa, right? Then you're coming from let's say Rockwell, and that area becomes Buendia, and you see the segregated. Yeah, and all. Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, that's now after the Buendia, the shell on Buendia. It becomes private vehicles. Yeah. The same lane. Yeah,
2: I don't understand that.
0: Nobody does. <laughs>
2: what? What? So it's it's going to be that way forever, or is it just to get people Again, used communication?
0: To the yeah. I'm, I've been asking what's going on with this. This is this is not this is not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> but and safety wise,
1: it's not great because people are swerving no, now in and out, man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: you want to reduce the points of conflict, and now we've added points of conflict because now the bus has to go to the right, right lanes yeah. to pick up passengers in Ayala. And then the cars are now trying to get into that left lane because it bottlenecks at the Ayala Tunnel. Are you all visualizing this now? Yeah. 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 Because now instead of two lanes, it's a one and a half lanes Mm -hmm. because of the cement barriers. (laughs) Correct. So by nature, we will all slow down because even though technically you could fit two cars side by side, you need to put a little Vaseline on the side to make sure you don't, you know, you slip in. A little bit of (laughs) lube. Yeah. So that's the problem we have. So everybody slows down. So people are fighting to get and... They're coming from this right lane, trying to crisscross to that left lane. The buses are crisscrossing. It's chaos. Mayhem. It's mayhem. So if you're only as strong as your weakest link, you could have the best system on earth. But if it just falls apart there at Ayala... And there are several points like that. Yeah, it's not just Ayala where that happens.
2: Is, is the one in Ayala just a temporary problem? Because I have seen them started to build stuff in the, yeah. in the
0: center area. Supposedly a temporary problem. You know, they understand yeah. that there is a unofficially a forty billion proposal to yeah. rehabilitate into a BRT, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't throw twenty million at the same problem, get the same result, right? or even if it's $40 million, yeah. you cannot do that. And this is what we're seeing is it's not. you have to incorporate the whole plan. They are doing something. I just don't know what exactly. That mm-hmm. communication would be nice to get in a bit more communication about what they're doing because right now it does not make sense. It doesn't. And again, you cannot underestimate the power of getting the public on your side for these things. Mm-hmm. You need cooperation. So in order to cooperation, you need communication. Mm-hmm. And again, we fall short of this. And again, back to the same the thing that we we're talking about. It is a good thing to put the buses in the center yeah, lane. It is. Yeah, let's do it properly. Yeah. Otherwise, we just screw everything up. Yeah. Although in a perfect
2: world, and I think I've said this in this podcast before, in a perfect world, we wouldn't need those barriers. No. No. The, the buses <laughs> would just all be there. Correct. Yes. And the cars wouldn't. An yes. invisible line. An invisible line. That's let's, that's the ideal. That's just crazy. Situation. I wonder if things let's like that would actually line work.
0: Discipline. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Or 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 if if you really can't grasp the concept of bus lane and private lane, yeah. we can divide it so everyone understands it: smoking and non-smoking. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> because also in the northbound version of that, the, on the Ayala Tunnel, discipline. The,
0: the, I the, died a little bit. The, yeah, yeah, me too. But a Tito inside me grew. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. The barriers
2: start underneath the tunnel, which is extremely dangerous. Dude, yeah. Because without people, any reflectors, people don't see it. Yeah, they're going, they're flying down the tunnel, they're entering it. It gets dark, and change, then all of a sudden, of boom! Yeah. yeah, there's barriers. Yeah. It's so dangerous. It is so so dangerous, and I know people have gotten into accidents there because right? I've seen it. Oh yeah, it's it's. They need to do something about that and communicate uh, what what the what's what's going to be happening with that as soon as possible.
0: And I remember they did go on like this little campaign, and they called it Barry the Barrier mm. and Barry the Barrier. Yeah, Barry the Barrier. And they were like saying, you know, it's not Barry's fault. It's not Barry's fault. But y- you. It's not a game, you know. I mean, yeah. when, when it's road safety, we, you got to be very, very careful with stuff like this because if people are having accidents, there's a problem. Yeah, there's a problem. You cannot just keep calling them stupid or this. You gotta, as government, address that problem. You want to stop those accidents, and you just can't keep saying, "Oh, it's not the barriers' fault; it's that fault." There's a reason why this is happening. Yeah. So um, let let let's study it and reduce yeah. it.
2: Now, I want to. Uh, we've been. <laughs> <gasps> it's been a lot of bad stuff that we were talking about. But there have been good stuff as well course, in, in yeah. terms of in terms of motoring in the Philippines. That new Skyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think yeah. has been
0: absolutely yeah. like great news. One of the best... Things to come out of 2020? Absolutely. In 2021. 2020,
2: yeah. 2021. That is one of my highlights.
0: In fact, I drove it the first day it was open. Yeah. I, just by chance, actually. Because I missed the inauguration. But... They opened it and we were going to the beach and it was exactly at that time. Mm -hmm. Okay. From Buendia to the NLX stall was 18 minutes. Yep. Wow. It was the best 18 minutes of 2020 for
2: me. I have to say, I have to agree, man. That's the best. And that's following the speed limit. At about seventy kilometers per hour at that time, it
0: was even less, I think, because there were some road works Yeah, yeah, it was so 60, 60 to seventy. If you did that like a hundred once, at, I don't know if they'll do a hundred for the whole thing. I'm yeah. not sure because some portions are narrow. Maybe let's say eighty or less. Yeah, if you average eighty, let's say I you think you can it make would it do in doing twelve minutes. About or something. twelve. Wow, and it's it's just the whole oh, it it's a new lease on life. Yeah, mm. especially if you live in the south, which I do. And we do the Clark thing a lot. Mm-hmm. It, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it takes me longer to go to Quezon City before than it would now to go to Clark from That's Alabama. It's insane. Wow. It's just That's crazy. Insane. And then the other day we were coming from Clark, just just this week, a few days ago, coming from the Puning Hot Springs and stuff like that. And um, I remember I was going to get dropped off. And it just, oh, it was so easy, just, just seeing that when you come out of Balintowak and you see that entry and you're like you know that you're gonna you're gonna skip that whole lower intestine oh yeah that (laughs) colon that (laughs) bowel of Quezon City that used to take you two hours just to get back to oh now it's just
2: and the view that you get from up there—it's crazy. It's absolutely awesome. It's you feel like
0: you're in a different world, dude.
2: It's so nice. Yeah. Sadly, I, 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 I have it. yet to try it. I've only I seen the, the aerial
0: photos, buildings but that you never knew existed, yeah. Yeah. views you never. You're like, where
2: am I? It's like, oh, look, the Ortega skyline. Beautiful. Yeah, and Rockwell.
0: If Ooh. you see Rockwell yeah. coming from from the from north to south, from north to south, there's awesome. a portion there where Chinese New Year they lit it up. And it was that day where we, um, I think it was Wednesday, so it was the eve of Chinese New Year. It was like, wow, it just appears like mm-hmm. this, this beautiful It's lit- like Vegas. Super nice. Yeah, like a mini Vegas. <laughs> it's like
2: Vegas with like six buildings. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a start. It's a start. Baby steps. <laughs> So yeah.
1: cool,ing an Eiffel, uh, like a like a like an Eiffel Tower or yeah. a Statue of Liberty, and like a or, replica. or the
2: Luxor with the light going up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A couple of but fountains. So aside from from the the Skyway, I, I mean, there are new exits that are opening up.
0: Like, yeah, they're recently. they're really they, they rushed it on purpose. Obviously, they yeah. they knew how much we needed this, so they really opened it up the bare minimum talaga yeah. And now they're slowly adding their, their exits and stuff like that. So currently there are three exits, right? Yes. If you're coming from let's say Buendia, which we are, was open already, okay. there was already the what's what's the Quirino? Quirino was open already.
2: Carino was open. Balintawak was open. I'm not sure about
0: that. Ah no no, Quirino before you'd go down into Carino. Yeah. Then you do that whole sort of I think it's Plaza de Laura, am hmm. I in the right area? Now it goes there's Cason Ave and then there is NLX. So there's nothing before Kazon Ave that I'm, except for Carino. And then after Cason Ave, it's NLX. I know because I just missed that turn the other day, <laughs> <laughs> and I was it was painful because <laughs> I was like, I was picking up my manager who lives there in Kazon Ave, right? Yeah. We're, we're, and she said, "Don't take the Kazon Ave exit." I of said, "You live you on Kazon Avenue, like two minutes from the from the." Entry of the Skyway. She goes, Yes, don't take that exit. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'm not following this. She goes, No, the traffic down there is crazy. What you want to do is you want to take Carinos and ah, she's mistaken. I know she lives there and I don't, but she's mistaken. <laughs> I'm the car guy. She's not. Yeah, okay. An hour and a half later <laughs> because Whoops. I miss, I missed Ke- Cason. I thought, okay, if I miss on, there's got to be one after. Yeah, there was. It was Bulacan. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding because the next thing is the toll and you can't U-turn at the toll so it's freaking Bulacan. So then I U-turn and then she said, when you come back, Don't exit Quezon again. (laughs) (laughs) So it's back to Carino. And then back in, yeah, it was a a painful lesson to learn. But that St. Peter's area of Mm -hmm. Quezon Avenue, that is one giant constipated (laughs) portion (laughs) that I swear I was stuck there for like an hour on. And you're traveling how many kilometers? It was, you measured in inches per day, <laughs> <laughs> not kilometers per hour. But, but that Skyway really has loosened up EDSA, I feel. It has. It has. Yeah. has. And these are the roads projects that I really, really want to support, yeah. is projects that take away from the city, like their circumferential roads or their bypass roads. Yeah. I, I'm not in favor of building more roads in a city like Metro Manila because more tr- more roads attract more cars we don't want more cars but if that road takes you out like the skyway now connects and you bypass that's massive just don't create more internal roads because you're influencing the behavior you don't want stop
1: creating more roads fix the damn roads
0: fix the damn roads and then build roads that decongest bring us out like spread this out of Metro Manila I think very soon Clark will Mm -hmm. become a very very doable um it will be a very doable arrangement for people who want to live and work in Clark and come to Manila or vice versa. That
2: would be great. It would be great. But the bridges also. Oh, we're gonna bridge, wrap up yeah. soon. But the bridges and the one that do cross uh Pasig River. Right? There are two
0: that are coming up.
2: Yeah, very so the, soon. The Rockwell Bridge, mm-hmm. which I still don't understand, mm-hmm. and which is very important to my life, by the way. <laughs> uh, and then the one further down, JP, the Riz- JP Rizal, BGC,
0: Lonton, I think they call it. Is yeah,
1: there a timeline Launton. for these guys?
0: Yeah, April twenty eighth. 21. No, this year? Yeah, this no, year. No. Get, okay. get well, out of here. April Fool's Day. I would normally no. I, would, yeah, <laughs> I would normally be like, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, like see that happen, but Sec has been on point every single time. In fact, even with the skyway with that there was a fire. There was there was dramas, right? Correct. Unexpected yeah. dramas. Yeah, yeah, Pandemic. Yeah. He still pulled through before Christmas. Yeah. Well, that's so you true. gotta you gotta tip your hard hat. <laughs> <There's> your <laughs> your See hard what I did there. Uh-huh. You gotta tip your hard hat as somebody that's like willing to. He's really committed to deadlines. So when he said April twenty twenty one, and he has not backtracked yet, I was like. I don't know, man. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I know you've pulled through before, but that's my view from (laughs) the studio of uh, Tito Clock. I see that. Correct. And that ain't going to happen this year. But every day, the growth has been exponential because of the technology they use. I forget the name of the technology he he called it. It's called hard work. No, 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 no. There's an actual... uh, engineering technology that you're using. I'm sure I'm going to screw this up. It sounded something like furlough or something like that. Anyway.
1: Furlough? Furlough? Like horses?
0: Something- <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, 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 I, I'm I not going to screw up. So forget I said okay. what I said. Right. But there's some technology that he's using that when you look at it in the beginning, the groundwork it looks like nothing's happening. But once you freak, once you put all these things together, the growth after that is exponential because he's now literally, you're just putting the on top of...
1: It's like a step after step. Yeah, kind of
0: I, thing? It, it, it's like a... Mm. Like They're doing the same thing for the LRT okay. extension to the airport. Okay. And I saw that technology with my own very eyes. And it's just fantastic how once you get the base, and that's the longest part, on top of that becomes like a Pez dispenser. They You just shove that thing okay. on top of it. Yeah. And now, every day I look out the window, it's just like a meter or so Closer than it was the day before. I'm like, dude,
1: help us out on gonna this. Gonna connect. Can, gonna connect. can you do like a sort of like a time lapse? Well, I'm thinking
0: now of, of just sticking the phone there and just time lapsing until April. Yeah. And seeing how that,
1: <laughs> well, not the one like that, but maybe a camera, they can take a photograph every day and then just piece it together.
0: Your way is so much easier. Yeah, it is. <laughs> just one it. click. Yeah, one click, yeah. yeah just one and click. And click, click leave click it click. on and plugged yeah. in. And the, yeah, no, that's a good idea. I'll take one picture a day.
1: It's great that we were able to end on a sort of like a high note, talking about new roads out there. But the meat of this all was, uh, we invited James to talk about road safety. Yeah. And we thank him for joining us uh, here today. Um, the meat of our sandwich was really talking about uh, the child seat law which uh, was very important. It has been suspended as James did mention, but you know, it's it's something that uh, we should all take into consideration and not wait for the law to tell us that we should force ourselves to get this because while your car is very expensive and you work hard for it, I'm sure it's more expensive and you worked harder on your kids, and you want to make sure that they are safe at all times. On behalf of Gina James, thank you so much for joining us today. Hope it won't be the last time you join us because we absolutely love it when you're here. In fact, Gina and I were saying that if we actually invite you here, we can just shut the hell up and let
2: you run the show. We can we can literally ask one question <laughs> and, and just then let you go, go, down, go downstairs and get coffee. Yeah, <laughs> and James will come back. We'll come back, and James still talking. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) And then the beauty is the
1: paycheck still comes to us. (laughs) That's the important thing. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. But
2: James, uh, everybody knows uh, James Deacon, but if you want to pitch or if you want to promote anything in your, your shows, your social media, what, where can they reach you?
0: Um, Yeah. At the moment it's, um, I'm I'm going through a Facebook ban. So I'll send. What did you do? Ah, dude, it's, we, that's another podcast for another okay, time. Okay. That's another hour <laughs> okay. where you can literally ask me, go to Starbucks, <laughs> and by the time you come back, yeah, I would just be getting warmed up. So um, where are you right now? I'm. It's still on, still on Facebook. Okay. But um, so yeah, James Deacon on Facebook. Uh, check out the TikTok. It's something different. Okay, it's it something completely funny. different. I,
2: I never thought I'd see James on TikTok.
0: Neither did I. And My, I have to say, I've actually enjoyed it. It's crazy. I'm like. My kids were, have been telling me about TikTok for how long? And I was like, I never will I join TikTok. That is just, never I will never, never sell never. my soul to TikTok. And look at me now. <laughs> 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 um, it's really, that's, that's a, a play. And then Tito Clock, Tito which clock. is every Friday at 5 p.m. Just a place to hang out. That's on Facebook.
2: All right. Thank you very much, Mr. James Deacon. Not Deccan Whoever calls him James Deccan <laughs> Or I Deakins did, Sorry Deakins <laughs> <laughs> <Isa lang ako. laughs> Thank you very much James uh, For Kakaterona This has been Gina Rufino And this has been Torque of the Town Cars are better Nope Bikes on. This has been Torque of the Town
1: a podcast produced by AutoDeal and MotoDeal. To learn more about our products and services, head on over to autodeal.com.ph and or motodeal.com.ph as well as our social media pages and our YouTube channels. Torque of the Town is powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. See you Wednesdays at 10 a.m.